break my record. Now I break you like I break your friend. Hello, and welcome to another micro-episode of The Substandard, now a part of the Ricochet Audio Network. I'm Victor Mattis, along with Jonathan V. Last and Sonny Bunch. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of The Substandard are available every Thursday at 11 a.m., and Substandard show notes are posted by Jonathan Last every Friday at weeklystandard.com. So I read this headline from the BBC. Anthony Joshua stops Vladimir Klitschko in the 11th round at Wembley. And somehow I missed it. But you guys missed it too, right? Yeah. So what is going on here with boxing? Sonny. Uh, so uh, I am a modest boxing fan. I watch the fights when they come on HBO. I like to watch Gladi, uh, Gennady Golovkin knock guys out. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I will buy very, very rarely I will buy a pay-per-view um, because the fights are usually overhyped. And right. I, you know, I don't. I also don't like staying up to like one in the morning anymore because I'm old. Uh, but like, uh, I so I, I, I am I'm a, a casual but like relatively committed boxing fan uh, as far as boxing fans go because apparently there are none anymore. I, you know, you, you mentioned that you had no idea that the Klitschko Joshua fight was happening. I had no idea either. I had no idea that the heavyweight division, the guy who's really dominated the heavyweight division for the last 10 years or so, Vladimir Klitschko, along with his brother Vitaly, uh, or Vitaly, or however you pronounce it, um, he uh, he was fighting to try and regain his his standing in the in the world after after getting uh, 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 beaten, and he's fighting in Wembley Stadium. He's fighting in front of ninety thousand people. Oh, yeah, and it's not even a pay per view. It's it was shown live on Showtime and then replayed on HBO that night. I caught the replay because I was at a wedding, uh, but it was a great fight. It was like really the best heavyweight fight I've seen since Lennox Lewis dismantled uh, Mike Tyson back in 2002 or 2003, whenever that was, um, or four. I can't even remember now because I'm old. Uh, and uh, it is it's really a very telling sign about the degraded state of the heavyweight boxing circuit. Right, JBL? Yes, because UFC has killed the sport. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. So that's what happened. I think so. Yeah. This is everybody right. has moved on to ultimate fighting because ultimate oh. fighting is amazing and not as amazing as it was in the start when it really was Kumite. Human human cockfighting. <laughs> as Senator McCain <laughs> yeah. once said, yeah. So my my brother and sister and I went and rented on VHS. What's VHS? <laughs> JBL, could you explain <laughs> that for our older, uh, our younger listeners? Yeah, so we rented on VHS, um, UFC 1 and UFC 2 when they first came out on video. We, we were in high school, wow. and back then, like now, Ultimate Fighting is like totally normalized, sanitized. civilized, sanitized. There are weight classes, there are rounds, there are judges. Back then, it was you throw two guys into a cage together and just, you know, the fight's over when one of them submits or gets knocked out. That's it. And so it was like watching alligator versus gorilla versus shark. (laughs) The very, very first UFC fight ever pitted uh, this guy named Gerard Gordeaux, who was a Savate expert who weighed 216 pounds, against Tyla Tuli, a sumo wrestler who weighed 400 pounds. <laughs> and so you have these two guys who are wildly different, because you always think to yourself, well, God, who would win in a fight between, mm-hmm. you know, like pick your, yeah. your things? 
and this fight was over in 26 seconds. Who won? When uh, Gerard Gordeau kicked the sumo wrestler in the face, knocking out three teeth, two of which became embedded in his foot, and then hit him with a roundhouse right, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, it was one of these, which is sort of astonishing. And yeah. the, the whole thing was won. The tournament also... <laughs> Add to the list. So the first ultimate fighting tournament was a tournament that took place all in one night. So it was literally like blood sport. <laughs> blood sport. Someone, someone watched blood sport. Someone watched blood sport yeah. and was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. You'll be awesome. That's pretty friggin' cool. And what's the not wrong? Not what's, wrong. Not wrong. What's the Eric Roberts movie? Uh, at his prime when he was uh, the boxing movie that was just like that as well. Kickboxer? I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what it was. I I just... mm, No idea. But but it was one, and this is the thing which really cinched it, was that what made Ultimate Fighting so cool was that the first two tournaments were won by a guy who weighs 175 pounds. His name is Hoist Gracie, and he was this drink of water who was the size of you who could beat any of these guys because it was all scientific. and It it was amazing. So uh, this is, I don't know, Hoist Gracie might be the greatest fighter since Achilles, and uh, it, but UFC heads where all the energy has migrated to, yep. and they're going to try to save boxing, yep. they're going to do a UFC versus boxing fight That's going to be in worse. the near yeah. future, with, which is going to be Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor. In If it's a boxing match, this is the danger to UFC. McGre- uh, Mayweather will dismantle McGregor in a horrific fashion, which he'll either he'll either knock him out in one round or he will toy with him for twelve rounds. He'll just avoid every punch. Yeah, and, no, you wouldn't I mean, be able, like yeah. he you, McGregor. There's a zero percent chance that McGregor could land an actual punch on Floyd Mayweather. Now, the idea I, that I heard was that they were going to do a like one for one, like Mayweather was going to box. And then he was going to do a UFC fight with McGregor. And there's a, once again, there's a zero percent chance that would ever happen because Mayweather, for all his bluster and all his, you know, big talk and his 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 uh, showmanship is not an idiot. He's not. Right. He, he understands. Couldn't, he, he couldn't he, win a UFC. Fight. He understands his his limitations. And my guess is what would actually happen is he would agree for a, he would agree to a one for one and then just not do the second one. <laughs> right after beating I would, McGregor I, after, so badly after the after first like one. after de- de- yeah. destroying Conor McGregor in front of you know twenty million people, uh, he would just not do the second fight. Which which of these two sports is the Chav sport? Sunny. Oh, UFC <laughs> UFC is definitely the chav sport. This is the underclass sport. The, the the boxing is still the sport of kings. Vic, you have a connection to boxing, yeah. don't well, you? It, it's kind of interesting, JVL. Yes, uh, uh, Sonny, you were talking about how much you enjoyed watching HBO Boxing, and it turns out uh, another fan of HBO Boxing After Dark uh, is Mark Wahlberg, and he wanted to do that movie, The Fighter, about Mickey Ward, and so he approached HBO and said, I'm looking for the guys who did the camera work for the boxing because I want that. I don't want to. I don't want to make it look like it. I want it to be it. I want those guys. And that's the best way. Rather than trying to get camera operators who can try to imitate it, I just want the actual guys who actually did those fights. And one of them turned out to be my uh, good friend Todd Palladino. Todd. Todd, uh, a friend of the substandards. He has uh, been in the movie business and TV business as a camera operator for many years now. He's like the only person I know who is a communications major at Monmouth and actually did communications. <laughs> everyone, everyone used to do communications. As a major um and so i mean he worked his way up from god-awful videos from weddings and reunions where people throw food at you and things and then you know becoming a production assistant and then doing tv um and then he would do uh, all sorts of sports so he did yankee stadium he was there for the world series uh and then he did he does horse racing um he did some basketball um and 
NFL. NFL side. The hardest job he said was NFL sideline, where you're chasing after you know Bill Parcells, yeah. and he's telling you to you know get away from get off you know get away from me. And the guy in in, in the booth is saying get closer, get closer, you know. And <laughs> you go to running back and forth. So he much uh, prefers in the studio, and so he did inside the NFL, uh, and uh, he did uh, MLB. He still does MLB, uh, and he does boxing. HBO After Dark, and so he and uh, his other buddy. Um, uh, were asked uh, to take several weeks off and go to Lowell, Massachusetts. And I remember when he told us, he goes, I'm doing a movie, uh, in, we're going to be there with Mark Wahlberg in this small town in Massachusetts for the next like two or three weeks. And that was it. Uh, and it was, you know, I mean, and it was a very tight-knit uh, production and everyone was very close. He said Wahlberg was fantastic. Uh, but he was working under, of course, David O. Russell. Uh, and Russell, he says, is very intense. Um, but uh, he was taking direction. It's a polite euphemism. Uh, yes, I, well, I want to protect Todd from uh, with his job and uh, have future you know, uh, opportunities with David O. Russell. Uh, so I'll leave a lot of those details out. But he did get a chance to work with Hoyda Van Hoydema, was the cinematographer, who of course did. And he's like, oh yeah, Hoyda's a great guy and Hoyda's very encouraging. And he says, yeah. um, he, oh, Hoyda's very encouraging and, and, and wants him to um, you know, get closer and don't be afraid. And of course, Hoyda did uh, Interstellar and Dunkirk and for Todd he's like, oh yeah he's just yeah he's a great guy and of course for us I mean geez I mean to do those movies as well is, is pretty impressive so um, he did that and he said Wahlberg was great and at the end Wahlberg told him you know um, you know when I'm out in Vegas you know you're going to be at that fight too great hey give me a call and we're going to hang out and he never did and let me tell you something I don't care what I don't care whose birthday if it was my wife's birthday you mean or my Todd children's birthday. Todd never called yeah. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, the yeah, Mark no. Wahlberg welched on Todd. No, 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 no. He could have, and I said, you know, that would have been Entourage. You would have lived Entourage. And then Todd went on to do a grudge match with uh, De Niro and Sylvester Stallone, uh, and that was very funny too because uh, uh, De Niro actually waved him over, and Todd immediately thought he's got to be talking to somebody else behind him. But no, he was actually looking at Todd, and he was just like, you, uh, you did the match. Uh, you, you were the camera guy, right? And he. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Dean. He goes, oh, you did a good job. You did a good job. No. That's like, that's all I would. He didn't, he didn't say, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure he did not say, I'm sure it's fine. 